From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. Well, here we go again, folks, with another short but sweet episode of your new favorite B2B sales podcast, No Nonsense Sales. Now, I don't want to tell you what to do, but if you get a few minutes into this show and you're thinking, you know what, this is right up my street, why not tell a friend, tell a colleague, tell the world and help us spread the word of No Nonsense Sales. Now, this week, brace yourself because the theme of today's episode is the one word that all sellers, no matter where they are, fear the most. It's the one word that no seller ever wants to hear from a prospect, unsubscribe. Oh, is there anything worse than the unsubscribe response? You spent time tirelessly crafting the perfect email. It's creative, it's relevant, it's personalized. I mean, in your eyes, it's perfect. Only for the prospect to reply with a one-word response. Ah, it's like a slap in the face. I remember the first time I got an unsubscribe response, and it was the first of many, by the way. It was hard for me not to take it personally. It was like the prospect was saying I was the worst salesperson of all time. Tom, you're the worst salesperson ever. You only deserve a one-word response. And I remember something frantic coming out of my mouth when I got the response along the lines of, you, you can't unsubscribe from me. I'm not a newsletter. I'm a human being trying to, trying to do a job. You know, I've got feelings on reflection. And it's good to reflect on things in sales. I think sellers should reflect on things. If you get an email reply with the unsubscribe response, it's probably because your email feels like a marketing email. There's probably too much jargon, too much fluff. And those replies are sometimes a good thing to get because it makes you reevaluate your messaging. Back to the drawing board. Let's try to write a kind of email that you would respond to, that would get you replying. So my guest this week is all about standing out from the crowd and getting those replies because he is the VP of Marketing and Chief Video Strategist at Vidyard. It's no secret that I love video. And of course, Tyler shares my passion for standing out with video. I kicked off today's interview by asking him why we should push ourselves out of our comfort zone. Yeah, I think to your point, whether it's getting on video, whether it's actually writing your own sales emails instead of just taking what's given to you in a prescribed sequence and uh, playbook, uh, or whether it's you know mustering up the courage to get on the phones and make calls. These are all things that we need to be mindful of as sellers, as marketers, as business professionals. And it can be tough, right, for a lot of us to, you know, get lean all in on those. And, and many of those are things that the risk feels really high because often they're things where we're putting our personal brand at stake, right? It's really easy when we stick to scripted corporate uh, messaging and emails where it's like, well, that's not really me. So if they don't like it, right, I don't feel too bad about it. But I think that's a big area where we need to start to push ourselves a little bit. And I found in my own experience, obviously, um, starting to do uh, rather than uh, just think about it is such a huge piece, but starting really small and bite-sized, right? It's the easiest thing you can do with video. You know, I'm on video constantly now, but it certainly didn't start that way. And it took me a while. It took me a good year to get like really comfortable where I felt like I could hop on, do my thing, hop off and feel great about it. 
And so I started off just chipping away at it, right? One video a week, starting off with things very much in my area of expertise that I felt like, well, I know this message. So, you know, I feel good delivering it. Really, I'm really just putting myself out there as me on camera. But then eventually I start to move more and more out and start to do things with like interviews with others. So there's all these little things that we can do to chip away at it. But I promise you any of these, writing your own emails, making calls, getting on video, that's ultimately the key to it is you will start to feel, you'll start to feel it as you go. You'll learn what works and what doesn't, but do so in ways that don't put a huge risk on yourself. And you can even do it internally, right? I started making videos for my family. It's make like little highlight videos of the year in review with some of our photos and send video messages to my peers or my internal groups. Those were things that again, felt a little bit less risky and just allow me to practice and uh, really work the muscle. And you'll get the honesty from, from family as well. I don't know about you, but my wife gives me great <laughs> feedback, right? So my colleagues might say, oh, that's good, Tom. But my wife would be the one to say, you need to, you need to redo that one. <laughs> now, uh, you, you talked about emails there, right? Emails still a huge part of being a salesperson. Yeah. They're never going to, they're never going away, right? They've been around for years and they're still going strong. The subject of this podcast is, of course, that word unsubscribe. Ooh. I mean, is there, any, is there anything more brutal than a one word Ooh. email reply? Oh, whether you're a, a marketer or a salesperson, that one word reply uh, is is frightening as heck. And it can be unsubscribed. There's lots of other one word replies I've gotten as well that are even worse. They don't start with the letter U. And <laughs> sometimes you get good ones, though, too, right? Like sometimes you get OK one word replies um, like interested. Um, uh, and so, but here's the problem, right? A one word reply, whether it's a good or more frequently a bad one, just emanates and reeks of disengagement from that person in your audience, right? And that's the biggest problem we can make. The biggest challenge we can create for ourselves as salespeople or marketers is to create an audience that's disengaged from what it is that we're delivering to them, right? I'd, I'd rather be ignored than disengaged because ignored probably means that, well, they're not even looking at what I'm doing, but disengaged is, you know what, they're peeking in and they're just like, no, this isn't for me. And so I think we always need to be mindful of that as sellers. How are we creating these micro moments of engagement with our audiences? If I were on the other side, right? Stop worrying about, oh, would I open this because the subject line is crafty, right? What would I learn from this? Think about how will this person feel after engaging with this message, what will their reaction be? And try to put yourselves in those shoes. And you often get the unsubscribes because you're not creating a great feeling on the other side. You're not creating these moments where they want to engage with what you do. And it's hard, admittedly, because, you know, especially when we're doing things at scale and lots of people, we don't know. We don't, we don't always know how to create these moments of engagement with them. But there's a number of things we can all do, and we're all learning about that in sales these days, about how to create those moments of engagement, how to be more both value-based, but also more authentic, more believable, more relatable, more personal. All of these things are, are what audiences look for now. And they can, frankly, they can smell the automated spray and pray emails miles away. And those are usually the ones that get the unsubscribe. Well, you mentioned automated emails there, and we're seeing them more and more. I don't know. I don't know about yourself and the listeners here, but I feel like I'm particularly getting more e automated emails in my inbox than I feel like I ever have done. So, what you talked about there was, yeah, 
surprising, maybe delighting prospects, mm. putting yourself in, in their shoes. And, and for me, that's where um, you can avoid that unsubscribe, right? It's by putting something together that is the highlight of someone's morning, like to get into that mindset. It's yeah. so personalized that they, they, they got joy out yeah. of what you sent them as yeah. opposed to, Oh, this guy sent this to a hundred people <laughs> this morning. It's very, very. Well, Tom, I mentioned uh, I, I posted on on LinkedIn a couple of weeks back with a, a really simple idea that I think is important for people to be mindful of. The biggest reason why somebody doesn't open your email isn't because of the subject field; it's because of the from field. It's who that message is from, and I've learned that as a marketer, right? As a marketer, I know that my audience when they see the Vidyard from field pop up in their inbox, they're going to make a decision whether or not to open it based on their past experience with content from Vidyard, not because we made a really crafty subject line. That's number two, right? There, it's who it's from. And then what's this and is it of interest? But if they don't like who that message is from, doesn't matter. That subject line in the world isn't going to win them over. And so every message you're putting out there is putting out signals. It's building your personal brand with your audience. And you need to understand and, and respect that. And so creating these micro moments of engagement and being focused on creating conversations, adding value, we all know this stuff, right? Over trying to transact and book a meeting. But if you really live by it, you'll pause, you'll look at your existing emails, your calls, maybe videos you're making and put it back through that lens. And I bet you 95% of folks listening will make some changes when they just put it back through that lens and think, hmm, how am I making this person feel? And do they feel like I'm trying to add value or create a conversation or put a smile on their face? Or are they going to feel like I'm just trying to convert them as a salesperson? So great. I mean, you know, hands up. That wasn't where I started as a seller, right? Yeah. When I started as a seller, it was how do I hit my target, right? Yep. How do I go and speak to my wife and say, oh, I'm, I'm making lots of money in, the, in this job, right? Like the job's working, but actually that mindset shift of, yeah, how do I make people happy? How do I uh, engage with people? How do they have a positive reaction to what I'm doing? Actually, that's when sales conversations start happening anyway, mm -hmm. and then you can uh, start kind of succeeding in your sales role. So yeah, uh, I, I love that so much. Now we have to talk about video. We must we must talk about uh, sellers <laughs> using video in their process. Of course, I mean it seems like a no brainer speaking to you, um, but how, how can sellers effectively use video then in their let's say outbound prospecting in in twenty twenty three? What what's the best place to start? You know, I think in 2023, the best use of video, whether it's part of your outbound, whether it's other points in your sales process, is it is all about how you can create a connection with that person on the other side, how you can transfer your positive energy, your passion about what you do into that other individual and how it is that you can create a sense of relatability with that person on the other side. And, you know, there's lots of different ways to do that, but in video, it comes through in many different ways. And what, what I love about video is that it is a truly like multi-medium experience for that person on the other side. They get to hear your voice. You get to use intonation uh, and emphasis to really bring your message to life. Uh, it includes body language. And again, just your, your personal energy, which I think goes a long way. It allows them to see your smile, not just hear it, like when you're making calls. And it's visual in nature too, right? You can show rather than just tell 
And that helps with their ability to process information more effectively, right? I talk a lot, um, I, I wrote a book, believe it or not, folks, books do still exist. And as the video guy, I did decide to write a book, I appreciate the irony, uh, called The Visual Sale. And as I was really digging into researching that and, and how I wanted to manifest you know, the power of video, um, I landed on the four E's. And this is what I'll, I'll sort of instill in, in the listeners to think about as you use video for outbound or anything else, be mindful of the four E's of video. Number one is it's more educational than other forms of content because of your ability to show rather than just tell and to clearly explain ideas, kind of a story narrative. Number two, it's more engaging than other forms of outreach because of your ability, again, to infuse your energy, your tone, interesting visuals, and so on that keep not only you know, the eyes, but the mind and the heart engaged in the message. It's more emotional than other forms of outreach. It gives you that ability to stir different kinds of emotion, makes them smile, create laughter, all these kinds of things we can pull on. And finally, the last E, which perhaps the most important is empathy. It allows you to display and transfer empathy in ways that other forms of outreach can't. And that's where I come back to that idea of relatability, right? Can that person on the other side, they get to see you, they get to hear you, they get to believe you and trust you in like a minute long message. So be mindful of how video can help you unlock those things and you'll be ahead of 95% of other sellers out there, no question. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, especially these days, right, where robots are sending emails and you're not sure who's on the other side of, <laughs> of your prospecting, right? What a great way to humanize you and say, I am a person. This is yeah. my environment. You know, I'm trying to start a conversation with you. Uh, yeah, I, I love that so much. Now, Tyler, we've got something in common, me and you. I don't know if you know this, but we're, we're, both, we're both not adverse to giving things a go. And, and let me explain what I mean. Let me explain what I mean by that before I before I uh, back myself into a corner here. Remember, right? let's keep this uh, safe for work, Tom. I'm, you know, um, I seen I've seen your content, and anyone who is active on LinkedIn has probably seen your content too. I know that you're open to singing, and that's the point I was Oof. trying to make. I've Oof. seen you sing a few songs on uh, on the internet. And the thing we've got in common is just like me, you don't let your natural inability hold you back. And I know that I've also <laughs> done the same. So any of our regular listeners will know that I horrendously end each podcast by singing a song. And it's a song that guests bring in. It's their pump-up song, the song that they would put on to get them pumped up for, for doing some selling. Uh, Tyler, what's the song that you've brought in today? Well, this one is a bit of an homage to my kids. The first concert that I took them to was the Imagine Dragons. And one of my uh, favorite Imagine Dragons songs, and I love to use it for pump up, is Believer by the Imagine Dragons. So get ready, folks. Get ready to get pumped up with Believer. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so kind. What a, what a great crowd. Well, I will be performing my version of Imagine Dragons Believer. Um, bear with me. You know, this is, this is a toughie, but we'll get through it together. 
I was broken from a young age, taking my soul kin to the masses, writing my poems for the few. They look at me, talk to me, shook to me, feeling me, singing my heartache from the pain, taking my message from the vein, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the pain. Pain. You made me a, you made me a believer. A believer. Pain. Pain. We talked about one word responses to emails. There's a one word review. For that cover, pain. That was painful. It's tougher than it looks, all this uh, singing malarkey. If you would like to hear that track sang well, then you can hear it on Spotify. We've added it to the No Nonsense Sales playlist. And I tell you what, while you're there, why not subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales podcast on Spotify or on your favourite podcast player, or you could visit salesloft.com slash podcast. Pain.